These are pearls of pearls of wis- wrestling wisdom of wrestling wisdom that you have distilled down from your yes. decades of watching and uh, that is appreciating of devotion and devoting and Absolutely. time and thinking about uh professional and all wrestling. and all of these and it in, took in, you all these years to come up with these you didn't just whip these together over the correct. last week correct <laughs> no i these i live my life according to these maxims here Ooh, this maxims. is just the first time he's ever actually written them down yes we should well, he has Feels spent so his honored. life. He spent his life researching this. Well, he's yes. been so living now, them, studying. They're, they're if you second will. nature to studying. him. Studying. Finally, he doesn't need to read them. Anywhere. Finally, the world is ready. Yes. Go. Number one. It's a podcast Only recently previously recorded (laughs) With a guy and a guy and a guy I'm Mike I'm Craig I want to hear more about that third guy (laughs) And here we are Pipe down third guy (laughs) You want to uh, introduce third guy so we can so he, we can find him, out where you him, were last week. Have right? him talk for real. Here he is, Michael. Michael, 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 Michael. What's up, guys? Welcome back. My triumphant return to the Nerdburger Studio. <laughs> been too long since I've been here. How's the show been staggering along without me? <laughs> we've, been, we've been struggling, man. It's been week to week. Just every week we get up and we just punch at the air, and an episode falls onto the internet, and, and we move on. And we think to ourselves, Just keep pooping when the- is it finally going to be easy again? Just pooping these episodes out every week until Loud Guy comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Something oh. like that. I'm not, I don't know if you've noticed, I don't, I've never lived with animals before. And so when there's suddenly a lick like at my elbow, I <laughs> freak out a little. Like I'm that? not I'm not accustomed to that happening, so I yeah, freak out. Yeah. The other thing that happens is when I'm over for dinner at someone's house and like if there's an animal under the table, you know, and I just feel something brush against my leg, I like yeah. react to it. So I can't tell how many times I've like need the bottom of a table in a really awkward situation. So someone's pet is like right underneath my leg. So have you had the experience of being like over at the the girlfriend's parents for the first time and you're trying to make a good impression and you're at the dinner table and all of a sudden you go <laughs> that's that's happened a few times yes at the table i don't know because, why i keep dating girls why i keep Rover, dating girls with pets you think i would learn eventually or at least get pets that are limited in their mobility like yeah. you know um you date, date only women who have um you know fish small animals that <laughs> right. they keep in cages small yeah. mammals fish birds well the thing is i you never meet a girl that has just snakes a bird. she has like she'll have like three dogs a cat and then a bird like the bird comes after the large animals that you already have to deal with if i could meet a girl with just a bird in a cage that'd be great but bird is always like fifth pet hey hey as ladies to first hey ladies with birds in cages michael is single yeah can i you know i i scored a phone number in the most random way possible last wednesday i think it was i was in the grocery store and i let this i was coming up to the register with a cart and there was a dude walking up holding a sandwich i just waved him in front of me he was like okay thanks man and he gets in front of me and i'm looking over his shoulder and he's got his phone open and it looks like he's got periscope up like he's live streaming his phone (laughs) 
at the grocery he's store. Live, yeah. live streaming his grocery shopping. And so I lean because in. Because that's the world hey, we live in. Hey, y'all, you're not going right? to believe this. This guy just let me cut it head in line. And yeah. so I lean in over. Why did you find that? I lean in over his shoulder. hearts and things <laughs> start floating up the side of the screen. I lean in over his shoulder in the shot, and I'm like, hey, man, who are we talking to? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Even better. And he laughs and he's like, oh man, you heard of Scout? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, well, this is Scout and my friend Nicole is watching. And I was like, Nicole, she's single? Is she cute? She got a profile <laughs> wing pull up? What's up? What's going on? He's like, yeah, man. And he taps her name on the screen. Her little profile comes up and her, her name on the app is like Nicole underscore amateur writer or something like that. And I was like, is she an amateur writer? <laughs> And he says, yeah, man. And she's say, of the Hampton amateur writers. Yeah. <laughs> the Nantucket amateur writers. Yeah. She's, she's from a, a fine family. And then he says, oh, and, then he, stock. and then he says, he says, oh, man, it says here she's not looking for hookups. And I said, even better. That means she's classy. He says, oh, and I said, then I lean back into the shot and I'm like, hey, Nicole, hit me up. Random guy in the grocery store. And that's the end of the conversation. He pays for his sandwich, he leaves, I pay for my groceries, until I get out to the parking this, lot. This is the beginning of a murder mystery. And this guy, this, is. this guy flags me down, he flags me down, and he's like, hey man, she texted me her number, do you want it? <laughs> nice. And I was like, sure man, why not? I'm going to tell this story later. <laughs> now you're going to ask if I called her, and the answer is no. And the reason why it was a 470 area code, I don't have time for these 470s. Alright, I'm out. <laughs> I'm looking for a 770 or a 678. I can struggle through a 404 if I have to, but 470 is right out. Where's 470? Isn't that like I, I Macon? I just, I just don't care. This... <laughs> I think it's Macon. Found something that you just didn't... Uh... Like two-hour drive? Nah, no thanks. Yeah. Four, <laughs> four, seven, I think oh. four, 478 is is one of the, the newest... I think is that the newest one I think so. in the Metro? But anyway, random guy yeah, in the grocery store. Yeah, like it's down, random guy it's in the grocery south, store hit me up was the line that southeast of Atlanta. It's not it's the other side of Atlanta from where you live. An hour it's not away, that far away. How long ago was this? Maybe if she was a professional writer and not has an amateur three, writer, has that'd it been, be different. <laughs> has it been three days yet? You can still you can call her. No, I'm still in caller territory yeah. if I want to. But I go to hit that four seven zero, and I Mike, just, you were thinking four seven eight mm. for Macon. Thank you for joining us. Oh, is Macon four seven eight area code talk? Okay. I got those. I got those backwards. <laughs> All the listeners are triangulating the location well, of the Nerdburger se- Studio if, now. If four seven zero is a metro Atlanta, it's not going to be limited to down there. If it's, if it's a cell phone, it could be anywhere. I don't around know, here. I don't know what to tell you. Caller. Right now. On the air. Right now. <laughs> well, that's we, not creepy. It's a random guy from the grocery store. You're on my podcast. <laughs> We don't have that equipment. You'll have to hold the phone up to the microphone. Right. <laughs> or we cannot do that. Let's move on. Jeez. Adventures, have, adventures in Michael's singleness. If this, if this continues much further, I'm going to have to give a deposition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get sworn in on something. <laughs> I mean, you got to admit, it's pretty low standards on this girl's part. <laughs> All it took was... Hit me up, random guy in the grocery store. She's like texting her number, like give it to the random guy. Well, maybe she likes confidence. Ah, maybe. Or because <laughs> if she's if she's going for a low standard, she picked the right guy. Yeah. You, you ever like you know how they say like? <laughs> well, no. Here and here's the point. You know how they say like you sh- you know every time you leave the house, you know you're making a statement about yourself. Like you should always try to leave the house looking 
a way that you're proud of, you know, fi- fix yourself up and all that. Look good. There are so many times I leave the get house. The cu- get the car washed, clean, there, un- there, clean underwear. I can't tell you how many times I leave the house and I think to myself. <laughs> Those are two wildly different things. I think to myself, I really hope I don't meet my wife today. Like I really hope, <laughs> and every trip to the grocery store is one of those trips where I'm like, I hope I don't meet a cute girl that I like today. I'm not putting in any effort into this. Although I'll I'll I'll, I'll counterpoint that by saying, if you do meet your wife mm-hmm. when you're out on like not feeling like you're really putting up the best presentation, mm-hmm. um, and she still accepts you and finds you interesting and eventually loves you and all that stuff, then I never have to try kind of a keeper mm-hmm. well yeah i mean then i, mean, I never have she's... to fix myself up because she already likes no, me no 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 no, looking the... grungy so yeah well she's 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 cool with the with the low maintenance michael but see, and here's... then and then it's nowhere but up it's mm. like when when you do have the special occasion bam you know maybe yeah. really do yourself up good clean up that. look good yeah. impress Wow, you took a shower today. You're getting brownie points. <laughs> you shaved today. Somebody's getting a head job. Whoa, hey. Whoa. It's not your birthday. Easy, pal. <laughs> it wasn't offering from me. Jeez. Uh, um, anyway, what else is going on? You, are you two single guys done talking about single guy stuff? <laughs> sure. Things I haven't had to worry about. Remember your glory days, Mike? Over a decade. Looking good. What? Huh? <laughs> What's up with me? I don't know. I watch BattleBots. <laughs> oh, good. Did you? No, I oh. was kind of at a convention. God, I oh, that's right. Was, was that, is that just coming on? It's back. That, well, I know Again. it's back, but like, did they just start airing it? No, it started in May. Like, I used to watch it back in high school, and it was on like Comedy Central or something. Yeah, I me too. What it was I, I watched yeah. it when it was, when Vlad, it was on back Vlad then. Remember Vlad the Impaler? Oh, absolutely. That yeah. weird one like snake thing looked like Onyx from Pokemon that one guy tried to do. No, I don't remember that. When it was on Comedy Central? Yeah, that's yeah. where... Originally, Battleboss was originally on Comedy Central. Was it that funny, or was it during the Comedy Central years when they were just struggling they, to find things to put on? They were struggling to find yes. things. It was like okay, thing. okay, we've got eighteen hours of half-hour comedy specials with comics you'll never see again in yeah. three years, and then it with um, and then Mystery Science Theater with Penn Jillette doing the promo stuff, well, and then all this the other stuff, yeah, and well, then all this other stuff like Battleboss, the Higgins Boys, and Gruber. <laughs> I watched well, that like, every day after I got it, home from and it school. Was still, it was still the early days. It was the early days of South Park, and it was really before the Ooh, Daily Show really took off. Later, also. yeah. And well, so there, there was the a two... period with well, Comedy Central late, late, where they didn't have late nineties twenty four yeah. hours of comedy programming. There was right. like we got this great idea for this comedy thing, but we only have so much that's strictly comedy stuff to put on there because we can't afford to be paying the licenses yeah. for a lot of movies. So they would just do a movie here and there. They yeah. didn't do like a lot of comedy movies. Well, Remote-controlled ter- robots that destroy each other? Yeah, our audience is kind of nerdy. I think yeah. that could work. We can sell advertising well, for that. Really, sure, put really that on. What really turned it around was South Park and The Daily Show, but yeah. they hadn't really gone like like wide when at that time. Because I remember it was like early on in high school for me. I remember BattleBots was on mm-hmm. with Vlad the Impaler and a few other like. <laughs> It's like the Spike ones always did better than the Saws for yeah. some reason. And the, yeah. the ones that did fire were like, were made of metal. What is the fire going to do? Yeah, it's It just show. looks cool. It's not. Well, well, it's, well last night they had two that had blow torches. Really? It's one that, was, supposed that came to get out into, low and another one that came out high. And uh-huh. so it was just not, it was just a giant fireball the entire <laughs> well, two like, minutes They'd or have all these of, weapons of the round. And like, the best ones were always just the ones that were one giant wedge that went really fast. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just the ones that would just, just drive under you and flip you over. Yeah. And then you had to use your 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 spike cannon thing to flip yourself back over. Yeah, yeah. 
now the 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 new thing now are really heavy solid steel um spinning things they're just big thick plates or or oh, they're not or, made out of corrugated sheet metal anymore no 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 they're big thick pl- that's and that's the weapon and it literally just beats the other robot into pieces mm-hmm. those tend to work pretty good <laughs> wow i found so you're saying pummeling yeah. works out okay uh-huh. yeah the oldest form of people beating up people just mm-hmm. fisticuffs just bam 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 until your jaws in three pieces <laughs> you're saying that works yeah, for robots the too. robot version of it yeah. <laughs> yeah spinning it you know several hundred rpms like a you know the robot weighs 250 pounds or up to 250 pounds like these things are probably 124 pounds so I love that there's we're, 126 we're... pounds so weighing it, hold, holding it down I, yeah. love, I love that we're constructing for entertainment the eventual robot overlords that will <laughs> Eventually, we're going to be running from these things. They're not all that more sophisticated than they were 20 years ago. I didn't think they would be. <laughs> there's more fire, you know, and there's the whole uh, thing where they're, they actually had, um, they had, I saw two. There were uh, one match. The robot was two identical sized robots going up against one giant robot. And then uh, that was two weeks ago. And then last night. There was one where it was two big robots, but the other robot had like a pound of weight left over. And so they had this tiny little mini robot that actually wedged itself up underneath the opposing robot and made it catch on fire. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> and like, what is that thing doing? They even made fun of it. They were like, hey, there's a mosquito buzzing around. And then it lights the thing on and fire. Then it got, and then it wedged itself up underneath the other robot and made it catch on fire. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's one pound of win right yeah. there yeah they won i mean both you know the big robot knocked it out for 249 good, but... pounds of distraction <laughs> and one power of kaboom wow but yeah maybe, so maybe i'll watch it at some you should point. watch it i know no, i went to gen con you did yeah is that why we had a a, a new episode of that was not really a rerun but was not new Nerdburger After Dark last week, right, because right. I, didn't, we, I wasn't here to record. So do we not have a Craig Calls In from Gen Con last week segment this time? No, I had stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> Craig was too busy taking selfies. I like that that one time that we all sat I here. I took one not selfie. Not Hollywood famous people. I took one selfie. <laughs> was that the only one? Okay. I don't take selfies. You know what I do to my friends? And in friends? fact, here's the killer. Okay, go ahead. What do you No, do no, you, no give, us killer. give us the killer. Here's the killer. killer. I'm sitting around. It was, was it Saturday? No, it wasn't Saturday evening. It was Friday evening. I'm having dinner with somebody. We're waiting for the table. And, um... Go ahead. <laughs> and Ivan Van Norman and some friend of his or a handler or something comes walking through. And Ivan Van Norman was on the podcast a while back. Um, he's a big Geek and Sundry host uh-huh. person, and he was on um, King of the Nerds first yep. season. We had him on the podcast. He was a nice guy. Um, and I've been at the same convention with him a few times. And I finally was like, oh, I can go. I want to go say hi to him. And so like, he was walking by. He's like, hey, Ivan, it's Craig from Nerdburger. And he's like, hey, man. And we talked for just like 20 seconds. Uh-huh. He made a comment about murders and acquisitions because he backed it. Okay. And he walks off. And I'm not a picture-taking guy. Right. And so he's gone for like two minutes. I'm like, shit. So I was like, all right, go find him. <laughs> hey, Ivan, I suck at this kind of stuff. Can I get yeah. a photo real quick? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So that's when I took the photo. Wow. And I sent it to Mike, and I said, hey, are you jealous? <laughs> and I managed to actually find Ivan at a podcast. Or at mm. a podcast. Um, at a convention. At a, at a convention. So that was cool. Was a nice guy. He was busy. I didn't I didn't bother him. What's this? Why is it this It has on? words at some point in this song. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, this is the part of the video where they're just showing people selfies in the nightclubs. This is selfie by the chain smokers. Okay, we can turn it off. We can. But really, really irritating. Yes, it is. <laughs> wait, wait, here's the drop. Eric finally said it. All oh, that, man. all that for the word selfie. Yes. Yeah. So, um, see, having uh, Allison buy stuff on our iTunes account comes in handy <laughs> once <laughs> in five and a half years. Oh man! But I spent, I spent. When the hell is this? At the con- what is this crap? How'd this get on my phone? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, so I, I went to the Indie Groundbreaker Awards on Wednesday night. I was invited to go to the Diana Jones Award. But I ended up not going because I was also invited to go to a little private shindig on the way to the Diana Jones Whoa. Awards, and I was having a good time there. So I said, "Screw the other private place, shindig, because that's going to get loud and crowded. And this place only has like twenty people in it, and they're serving me alcohol and moonshine, beer, like craft beer, made for the the party, mm-hmm. themed, and Kentucky moonshine." Wow. <laughs> I was like, "I've never actually had moonshine, which was poured into my glass." From a mason jar. So nice. what what makes uh, le- so legal moonshine party. legal? I don't know. Regulation. I don't know that that was legal moonshine. Do you think somebody just brought <laughs> a case of mason jars? No, full they brought of a mason. No, it was like they literally. It was all I saw was gin. All I saw was a mason jar, and they poured a, a shot. Is, moon, is moonshine gin? What is moonshine? It is just straight up alcohol. Like there's like I can't that stuff that I had. I don't compare that to. Mm, tastes like rum. Mm, tastes like vodka. No, it tasted it's like, just, like tasted rubbing like, alcohol. It tasted like alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> what brand of alcohol is this? Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the alcohol that's in all the rest of your alcohol. Yeah. I spent Thursday <laughs> at the Indie Game Developer Network booth. Booth. Um, showing people my 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 games. I had a demo table. That was okay. It wasn't as busy at the table as I was kind of hoping and thinking gonna, it would be. I was going to ask if you get a lot of foot traffic at, at booths like that. Cause well, when you I, get when a I... ton of foot traffic at the booth. From my, from what I heard, the booth did better this year than it did last year. Mm. It, you know, it, it, it's, uh-huh. you know it, everything was fine. It did well. But the, the traffic at my table, and I think there's just, there's, this is the first year that they've had this demo table thing where a person can come and have mm-hmm. like the table for four hours or eight hours and just, you know, have their stuff out there and they can talk to people and they can show people the game. And so stuff. you got a segment of the IGDN's table to be Nuremberger. Well, there's table. a 40 foot by 10 foot booth that we have. Okay. We have four spots. But you get certain, that's certain, a big booth. I got, of time and I got a table and I was there all day Thursday. Okay. Because nobody else was taking slots. So I said, mm. Mm, I'll, t- Gee, Craig, I'll just take all of Thursday. That's, l- that's almost 400 square feet of booth. That is. Um, Math. <laughs> Almost forty by ten feet, almost four hundred square feet. Welcome to Math Burger. That's approaching four hundred square feet, but not quite getting there. Um, so everything went fine with that. Friday and Saturday, I kind of schmoozed and networked and stuff in the morning. In the afternoons, I went to games on games on demand, and I ran two hour spots of capers and die laughing. Um, and then in the evenings, kind of dinner, hanging out, this and that. You know, I I I went to. To, go lay down. I, I decided to go to no. Gen Con kind of late this year. Mm-hmm. Like I made the decision kind of late. So I a lot of stuff that I wanted to be able to do, you know, like that I would have wanted to sign up for was already you know, filled mm. up. So I'd, I was mostly kind of just hanging out and, you know, the games on demand thing was good because they're always looking for GMs mm-hmm. and I can show off my games and, you know, stuff's in the booth and I can promote and just that. I got a handful of people. I got a few people, handful of backers showed up to take a look at the Capers book. 
mm-hmm. in progress, swung by on Thursday. He's like, hey, I backed the game. Can I take a look? I want to see how the book's shaping up. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Met, met some backers. Um, I sold a few pre, uh, pre-orders while I was there. Um, I took 38 copies of the Die Laughing preview edition, mm-hmm. put them up for sale for uh, for five bucks, sold out by one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. That Oops, should have brought awesome. more. Should have brought 15 more. <laughs> that's huge, man. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all awesome. I had. Wow. They had, I brought 15 more. They had, you know, 20 something, 23 um, in stock. And I had, and, and one of the guys, Pete, one of the, Convention people. 38 times five, that's almost $190. <laughs> well, minus the money that I spent to print, print them in the first place, which was nearly nearly <laughs> half of those $5 a piece because it cost me two bucks and change to you print. You made almost $95. Yes. The point is that I sold I sold out that many that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a big deal. Is it? Mm-hmm. But but Pete called, Pete, Pete emailed me like a couple, like a month before the convention. He's like, we've got like 23 copies in stock. You got more? Because like, <laughs> this, thing's, this thing's priced at $5. It's going to sell. Right, and he had also play tested the game at this point, and he was mm-hmm. like, "This is going to be a hit. People are going to want to get this." Is that just a price? And I said, "Well, I've got. I, I'll bring like fifteen copies because that's what I had in my mm-hmm. house." And I was like, "Crap! I, <laughs> I could have like ordered another twenty or so and maybe sold all of them." That happened to me when I started. I just started a new job, and when I was negotiating my rate, he kind of like they agreed to it really quickly, and I was like, "Probably could have gone higher." Yeah. <laughs> that's what, like, that $5 price point, is that like just a number you pulled out or is that like well, a we, good price point for that that piece of product? It's fine for that product. Mm-hmm. It's probably under, given that there's no artwork or like right. really high-end graphic design to it, it's really just like, here's a 40-page book that has rules in it and a little bit of... So it's 40 pages of, yeah. of your work. Well, it's it's a six by nine book too. Okay. Like it's, it's, a, it's a small book, mm-hmm. digest-sized. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, it's not bad. I mean, that's that's okay. I mean, the thing about it, the, the the thing about it is too is the the IGDN stuff. We try to price stuff at five dollar increments mm-hmm. because that's easy for people to. It makes it it makes it easier for cash purchasers. <coughs> yes, it and does. easier for us to make change and not have to have like a lot of singles and dealing mm-hmm. with all that kind of stuff. Because you'll you know if you if your if your cash situation goes goes sideways partway through the day and you can't send somebody out somewhere to get change. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you know, you end up turning away sales because people, there's somebody shows up, they can only pay cash and they can't, you can't make the change or they don't right. have the right bills or, you know, just mm-hmm. it's easier to do it increments of five. So $10 would have been too much for that book, I think. Okay. You know, reasonably. You don't want to deal with singles. Reasonably, it's more like a $7 thing, mm. you know, but and it sold it for five. Five's an impulse buy. Yeah. People, you know, snapped it right up. Well, you're still trying to get Easy. your, you're also still trying to get your brand out. It was marketing. That, that was a marketing yeah. thing. You want to get your brand in front of people at these conventions is the whole idea. Yeah. You know, but you don't want to be handing things out for free because that just ends up in the garbage. Well, I've found that at least it seems to some extent when I do like the one page game, I've got a handful that I've designed and I put mm-hmm. those, I put those out on the table and I give them away for free. Mm-hmm. Um, People, people seem to like those. I've had okay. a few people actually. I've had. I was at a convention earlier this year where somebody grabbed um, one of those games, and then on on like Friday or on Saturday, sorry, and then came back to my booth on Sunday and said, "I took this game home last night and we played it, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and awesome. we had a really good time." It was just like my one of those little one page things. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, that was Gen Con. It went really well. I had I had some fun times at the tables. Mm-hmm. I got to see, uh, you know. With Die Laughing, it's fun. If I got a, if I have a big table um, with like six or seven players, I usually just facilitate. I don't play a character so that because like a two-hour slot is good. 
four, like six, seven people when they don't know the game. Mm-hmm. And if I'm another player, it just takes a little longer. And so I mostly, you know, like I, I teach everybody the game. I guide them for like 20 minutes and then I just sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> it's really <laughs> low impact. Um, so it was cool to see, like, there were some great moments where people, I got some, if you've seen some stuff that I posted of photos that are like people really animated and really mm-hmm. getting into it. I had a few tables that got like boisterous, <laughs> got loud, like <laughs> too loud <laughs> in wow. this big room with like 40 tables of people in it playing games. Well, that draws attention to to your product as well. You'd think you so. Think? Mostly it just makes everybody hold their hands up. When people hold their hand up in the giant gaming room, and then that spreads around, and everybody quiets down, so they, they have to reset the volume level every so often because it's it gets, convention etiquette. It gets out of freaking hand in some of those rooms. Wow. Um, so that was it. That was Gen Con. Fun, fun, fun. So can I ask where <laughs> questions? Well, in turn, so, so nerd, nerd. So the ver- answer to your question, can you ask, is yes, but. <laughs> I, I long ago I stopped trying to please Craig. Now I just ask. I just ask my questions. And we... It's true. He doesn't care about my feelings at all. The, the, where are we in the Nerd Burger Games like product pipeline? Like now, like like murders and acquisitions is is that's that's legacy content now. Yeah. And Capers that's one way is... of putting it. It's also non-selling content right about now. That's and... not true. It's sold copies at Gen Con. It just doesn't see okay. a lot on Drive Through. Is Capers is that current content right now for Nerd Burger Games? Is that? Or is that is that kinda... well, Capers is you know I would say reasonably next out the door several just several weeks away we're into sing- being... we're single digits of weeks away from being done I would feel okay so so Capers is nearing the home stretch now yes and then Die Laughing is currently making the rounds right if things go as planned with Capers I'm going to go ahead and put this I've started to tell people a little bit I'm going to make it official here mm-hmm. if things go the way they're supposed to with Capers and this thing gets out the door in the next couple months. Um, I'm not wasting any time. Die Laughing goes to Kickstarter on the day before Halloween. Okay. Wow. That's huge. That's soon too. And that'll be just like a two or three week Kickstarter because it's not going to roll. I'm not going to roll it into Thanksgiving. Because your, your sales are just going to go. Yeah. You know? Well, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good. I'll, it's a small book. It's not going to take a lot to get done. I'll do mm-hmm. two and a half, you know, two, two and a half weeks. Maybe go Tuesday to Tuesday, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is about as early as it can be this year. Mm-hmm. It's really early in the month. So maybe I go from the day before uh, Halloween to like the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. That'd be like a three week Kickstarter. Mm. And so, which is probably sufficient from a, from a business standpoint, have you seen growth coming like from murders and acquisitions going into capers? Have you seen kind of is for, for Nurburger games? Have you seen a, a growing response or it's, I mean, capers did twice as well backer wise than, Murders and acquisitions did, and mm-hmm. it sold some pre-orders. And um, you know how how Capers is going to do long term, right. like once it's done, done. I hard to say. It's hard to tell. I mean, I think it'll probably do generally better, just because it is a supers game, mm-hmm. and so people will go to drive through and they'll search for supers games and they'll find that. And it, mm. um, it's a little less. It's, it's still a niche game, but it's not as nichey. But you're hitting a different as a murders different, and acquisitions a different wedge, I guess. Of yeah, the... you're hitting like people who are into supers games that like quir- quirky supers games. Um, and then die laughing is next in the, in the batter's box. Is that's that right. The, that is the plan. What's in the, what's, is there something else in the dugout at this point? Or <laughs> it's, who's is there something else percolating? <clears throat> well, not... okay. If we want to put it in baseball terms, here's the deal. Okay. Um, Capers is like rounding third. Mm-hmm. Um, after I would say for me personally, hitting an in the park home run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just jogging around third. It's right. like getting there. Um, 
die laughing is standing at the plate as the next batter ready to high five uh-huh. and slap capers on the ass <laughs> as capers walks across the plate okay and uh and then there's somebody else that's in the the on deck circle okay have we talked about that yet or um i've i've mentioned it uh via updates which is to say i'm going to take a shot at actually producing we'll start with one and we'll see if i can do all three supplements for capers i'm gonna do like okay. small supplements I've got an idea for like a 40 to 50 page thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be, you know, PDF and soft cover only called Capers Noir. It'll be, it'll oh, take, cool. it'll take the game to the forties. It'll be mm-hmm. crime noir. Prohibition's done. Right. So you don't have that hook anymore, but it'll still be law enforcement and mm-hmm. criminals, but it'll be like noir stories. So does the printing go back mystery. to black and white then? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it should <laughs> the book comes with a pack of cigarettes you know? <laughs> sure <laughs> and and one bare light bulb oh, yeah. Man. yeah and so without sharing any you know obviously not asking for any details that you're not putting out there yet is there is there something new that's percolating also is there something well, that's project thunderhawk that has oh, okay. now that is further down the road but now that, that's still that's still in code name territory yeah right? I'll, okay. I'll continue to plink <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to continue to tinker with that. Okay. Because if the capers, if I do capers noir and it doesn't really roll, mm. you know, like if it's, if I barely just squeak out the money I need, yeah, Kickstarter to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know that I'm going to try to do the other ones because I don't want to spend a year and a half just barely squeaking something out. I'd rather yeah. get to another big game. Um, so we'll see what happens. Would like, you characterize project? If capers noir, if capers noir, it'll be like the other, it'll be like capers. It'll okay. be big. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, if Capers Noir does like a couple hundred backers and I probably only need a, you know, the way I'm looking at it, I'll, I'd need around a hundred to actually fund it. If I do a couple hundred, mm-hmm. um, then, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's probably reasonable to go ahead and do the next one. How are um, you feeling personally about all this? Like, are you like, like, is, are you feeling I got like a like, lot to do? What are you I'm feeling? Busy. Are you feeling like momentum to like keep going with things? Or are you like, yeah. are you, are you getting that like jolt of energy whenever something new comes or whenever you, you well, got capers that, is, that passion to keep going? I do. But capers is like, you know, I'm, I'm multitasking things on different levels. Like capers right. is in that point where it's mostly just me looking at the book and saying, yep, looks good yeah. <laughs> because most of the work's being done by other people right now. Um, with layout and, and artwork mm-hmm. stuff. And like with Die Laughing, just in the past week, I fin- I finalized the the manuscript. Like the manuscript from, for Die Laughing is ready to be edited. Mm. So again, it's going to go to somebody else. Right. So I'm like, well, you know, so what can I write? So right. this past week, I wrote a couple of powers for Capers Noir. Okay. <laughs> I started officially writing on that. I have wow. eight eight powers listed that I think I'm going to need for the game. And I just sat down and crunched out two, like the first version see like what does that look like that well, it's kind of like it's kind of like i mean looking back to the old days when it was just murder and i did just, a bunch of research too I, like, like it, i went to, i went to wikipedia like mm-hmm. crazy and looked up 1940s and no, film noir and uh, noir literature and los angeles during the 40s and world war ii mm-hmm. um a lot of you know all the stuff that influences all the noir you know i remember back to the old days like when it was just trying Genre. to it was just trying to poop out murders and acquisitions you know and now it's like it took a little while yeah and now it's finding like, playtesters was tough <laughs> now it's like it's like you're overseeing this like product pipeline now and you're like this is in this stage and this is in this stage and i'm starting this stage over here and so i was just curious if you're still like if that energy is kind of building on itself and you're you know you're kind of 
just rolling through from one thing to the next. If you're, you know, if it's getting to be where, you know, this isn't why I got into this business in the first place. I got into it for the love of the game, man. <laughs> you know? Well, I got to try to, you know, I'm going to take a shot at the game line thing yeah. and see where that goes. If I can make a. You're kind of scaling things, I think, at this point. Well, it's. The Capers Noir thing is kind of like, I need enough backers to not just squeak by. Right. And the best way to do that is to have a backer level in there that gets you the, 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 the core book too. Right. So you can get the, the supplement in the core book for a decent price and maybe like the cards, you mm-hmm. know, the, the cheap, uh, the buy at cost thing for the cards. Yeah. That'll be like the deal for Capers Noir. And it, you'll probably get like a little bit better deal on the PDF of Capers mm-hmm. for Capers Noir to make it attractive than you actually paid for capers for the capers kickstarter but for the capers kickstarter you got all that other stuff right on top of it which you won't get in capers noir like mm. for noir it'll be like okay here's the supplement here's the core book and here's the cards or something like that it'll be just like the basics and if you want all the other stuff you got to pony up the dough if you want the adventures <laughs> and the maps and the minis and the moxie deck and all that crap mm-hmm. <laughs> all that other all that rigmarole all that all that additional optional stuff <laughs> if you want if you like if you like all the bits and pieces you got to pay for all the bits and pieces although i have dreams of someday like i do all three of these sub, these supplements mm-hmm. and when capers is officially ready to be done i do a box set that looks like you like the game of the year edition no, with you, all of them. no you do a box set that is um that looks the whole box just looks like um like a liquor crate yes. from the 20s it's just that's the aesthetic yeah. of the entire box and on the front, there's um, like the, the the artwork will look burned in. It'll just be black, like mm-hmm. somebody burned on the wood. And on the back, it'll be the description, like burned on the wood, of what's in the box on the back. And on the front, on the top, it'll say Capers, the whole kit and caboodle. And that'll That's be the awesome. name of the box set. And it'll have everything in the box. That's awesome. But you, the collector's edition. It'll be like a $120 box set. <laughs> <laughs> you could get that outfit that's doing the Trogdor game, the wooden boxes to <laughs> Actual actually make boxes? a crate with actual burned capers logo no and i'll get like a lettering on i'll it. get a, a nice heavy duty card cardboard glossy that looks full like color that, that yeah. it's printed to look like that yeah. <laughs> much that's like a crazy mike i want something that i can buy the box for like 10 bucks yeah. and i can just absorb that into the cost of making and the not, box not have to sell it for 1200 dollars like the trogdor one uh, <laughs> <right>. so anyway <laughs> that's all that that's all of that anything else Got to talk about anything else? Are we ready this to rock and roll? Nerd Burger Games update. Good lord! Yeah, for the post, week, post, for the, for post, the week of August. The, yeah. Post Gen Con uh, Nerd Burger Game Line announ- announcements. I didn't do any announcements at Gen Con. I waited until the weekend after Gen Con there to announce go. all of the things. There you go. It's been really. <laughs> What's that, Michael? Say it's about time for the news. Yeah. <laughs> it is. What's news, Mike? Oh, celebrity death news? Sure. Oh, man. That's right. Who kicked it this week, Mike? Mrs. Garrett from The Facts of Life and before that, Different Strokes, Charlotte Ray. You know what that means for Different Strokes, right? What that means for Different Strokes. Yeah. Um, Todd Bridges' days are numbered. We're down to one. Todd Bridges is the (laughs) only main cast member that is left. Who, original cast yeah, member. Yeah. Oh, okay. Original. Like the little white kid that came in with the Mr. little red haired kid. The, with like Mr. Drum. When Mr. Uh, Drummond got married, their cousin Oliver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's still around. 
whatever his I, name I is. I assume. <laughs> but the original cast. We yeah. don't know for sure, but we assume he's still alive somewhere. What about the maid that replaced Mrs. Garrett? I don't know. I just know of the original cast where you're down to Todd Bridges. Who could we have, have very, to protect him? Who could very easily have not been with us? Because like yeah. that whole cast had problems. Yeah. He managed to uh, pull himself out of uh, some, I guess, I think if I recall correctly, drug problems and things that he had as, mm-hmm. as a younger adult. Um, so hang in there, Todd. And if you, uh, you know, can't get enough of the old reruns of Facts of Life featuring a very young and nearly fully black-headed haired George Clooney, <laughs> um, I think he was born with some gray hair. And a really bad actor. He was terrible. I've watched an episode of him like on YouTube a while back because I was watching ER at one point and I was like, oh, this is where George Clooney, like, oh, he, he, yeah. he, he perfected the... The, the 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 kind of puppy dog looking down mm-hmm. look that he does all the time on the show and i found out from reading trivia about the show is that because he was not very good at memorizing lines yet and he yeah. had them on the like on tabletops and things <laughs> really him. and so the reason he's looking down a lot is he's looking he's at his readings nice um and then i watched an episode of him in facts of life and i was like mm, yeah yeah not good <laughs> He is definitely an actor who has improved his yeah. stage uh, and camera presence. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, if you want uh, to see some different facts of life, uh, let's see here. Leonardo DiCaprio and Jessica Biel are working together to reboot it as a drama. Facts of life? Really? Yeah. This sounds just like a really bad idea. You know, we, we all who's levels. Jessica Biel going to be? Charlotte Ray's character, Jessica no, no, Biel as Mrs. Garrett. You know, I, we don't have to greenlight everything that somebody thinks of. I mean, <laughs> it's okay to turn no, down no, no, some they're ideas. Producing. They're, oh. they're producers. Oh. I don't think they're going to be in it. My God, Leonardo DiCaprio's not going to be in it. He's too busy flying all around the world on private jets and sailing on giant yachts, preaching about emissions and. <laughs> burning fossil fuels he's really got a you've really got to bug up your butt about him i gotta have a bug up my butt about all hypocrites (laughs) oh especially the really 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 big hypocrites like leonardo dicaprio it's not an episode until mike rants about hypocrisy (laughs) (laughs) is that a thing really it is now (laughs) i hadn't noticed that leonardo dicaprio the cousin oliver of growing pains (laughs) right Yeah, I love that. That's when the kids get too old. They just just bring in a new one. (laughs) The young Ted McGinley of Growing Pains. Let's take in a homeless kid. New season. Yeah, I think uh, I want to see when he wins an Oscar again next next time. Next time he wins an Oscar, um, whoever the host for the Oscars is that year. After he wins, they go and then he then then, you know because the host will have different jokes written when they come back from commercial. Based sometimes based on like who's just won. Yeah, I want to have like you know Jimmy Fallon or whoever get <laughs> some break out some comment saying that you know isn't it great to see the cousin Oliver of Growing Pains win an Oscar? <laughs> That's gonna oh, be fun. Yeah. Whatever happened to Alan Thicke? Is he still alive? No, he died uh, with uh, playing hockey with his son. Really? On the hockey rink in what, a, what a, I think what in Canada. Can, what a Canadian way to die. He died like the best way possible for a Canadian. Yeah. Playing hockey with his kid in Canada. He had also just had some uh, donuts from what is it? Uh, oh, Tim uh, Hortons. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Timmy and, uh, Hortons. And had also something Horton. And double had, double. And had also been very polite to somebody just before. He had so. he had apologized to uh, the the Zamboni 
operator <laughs> for what they were about to do to the ice. Okay, anyway. Um, um, more celebrity death news oh, that's not Alan Thicke. Uh, who, have, who have we lost? More recent. Speaking of beloved characters from the 70s and 80s. Did I miss something? Alan Alda. Holy crap. Yep. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. He's not He's not dead. What? I, I'm so, I didn't mean to confuse you there. No, what? no. This, he has Parkinson's. Oh. He's, he's eventually going to so die. He's, he's well, he's, he was dead. eventually going to die before he Well, that's true. He's, he's 82. He's almost dead. <laughs> Jeez. What? <laughs> he's almost dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. How, how, old, how old did you say he is? 82, with, with I With Parkinson's? Think. Yes. Yeah, he, he's dead any day now. Oh, my gosh. Whew. What the hell, man? How how much longer do you want to live at eighty two, Craig? I don't know. I mean, with if, Parkinson's. Uh, well, <laughs> you can live a long time. You gotta think about it, don't you? No, there's there's look at, Parkinson's, Michael, look at Michael J. Fox. Parkinson's is degenerative and progress. You know, it progresses. It starts out. It's not so bad. I mean, at admittedly, 80, at eighty two, a lot of things are degenerative at that point. Yeah. Hey, you know, Michael. Yeah, Michael, like you said, Michael J. Fox has had Parkinson's for thirty thirty years, years now, yeah. um, and he has managed to. Um, suppress at least to an extent, and with medication, some of during the early years. Right, but it's not. Hold part- on, I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> and they've actually like turned it. <coughs> of course, he's an activist for Parkinson's research right. and everything. But he's he's, he's, he's raised actually, over a billion dollars. I think I Good watched I watched The Good Wife recently, the whole series, yeah. and he is a recurring character on there. He's thirty episodes, maybe over the course yeah. of seven years, as a character who has a condition. It's not Parkinson's. He refers to what it is. They give it, you know, they make it a different one because it's yeah. a little too like, well, that's on, Michael J. Fox on the nose. <laughs> yeah, so they, it's another thing that causes him to have tremors and shakes, and um, and it's actually kind of he, it's kind of funny because he uses it. Like the the joke is that he like when he gets up in front of the judge and the jury for the co- court case, the first thing he does is point out that you know, like if you see me moving, like oh, is this, he a lawyer? Yeah, he's a oh, lawyer. Okay. He's a he's, lawyer in most he's shows. He's a dick. He's a dick. It's great. <laughs> I might have to just find just the episodes he's in and let you know, Mike, because I think you would really enjoy his character. Okay. Well, he, he he's did, an a hole on that show. <laughs> he did a turn. He did a turn on Designated Survivor. He's also, so as manipulative, a but he he loves to come out and like you know like make a thing out of the condition that he has by pointing it out to the jury and the judge so that they don't like get distracted by sure. it. But, but of course, by doing it, he's he's. Making it, making it. Uh, he's he's part of his. He's, well, he's getting sympathy. Oh sure, yeah. It's, which yeah. he then, which gimmick. he then, which he then can transfer to whatever side of the case he's arguing, mm-hmm. and he's pointing it out. It's like you know, if you watch a TV show and there's suddenly a dong hanging out for a second, you may not even notice or make make that big of a deal out of it. But if somebody puts a big old black square across that dong, you're gonna be like, oh, penis. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah, right there. And so he makes a thing out of it. There's actually there's that show's really good for secondary and tertiary characters with having really good secondary and tertiary. Yeah, like people that show up like five or six episodes. Where there's um Mamie Gummer. Who? Meryl Streep's daughter. She was in a few episodes of um American Horror Story and we remarked, Oh, she looks just like Meryl Streep. Um there's a reason for that. I yeah. don't remember that. <laughs> Those genes are strong in the street. Which uh, which there. American horror story season? She was in ca- the carnival one in the freak show. She's really? the, the girl who gets super tattooed at one point oh, against her will. Oh, okay. Like yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. drug yeah. her and they tattoo her entire body. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um it's horrible. But yeah. But um she's in there and she plays like this, like her shtick is always like, I'm I'm young and you know, I'm I'm just a you know, country girl from Minnes or from uh, from Michigan and I don't really understand these things and she like, you know, she she plays the sympathy of the jury by just presenting herself as like this just down home girl mm-hmm. who, you know, 
pardon me, I just, you know, I've I've never seen something like this before. You know, she's like, it's ridiculous. All these little characters just have all these little quirks. They have recurring judges. Yeah. That are really fun. Um, you just reminded that have, me. That yeah. have their, their quirks in their story, little, yeah. little storylines. I, I, uh, anyway. I, I got um, sent, sent up on jury duty. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, oh, this my, week. I had to do that a few weeks ago. For, really? Oh, it was the dullest case superior, of that. <laughs> superior court? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get, did you get put on a case? I got, uh, I got sent up with 41 other potential jurors for juror selection. It took uh-huh. the entire day because the, uh, the defendant was um, acting as his own counsel. Wait, 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 oh. wait. This was Superior Court? Yeah. Was this sixth floor? Uh, seventh floor. Oh, dude, you got the good case. <laughs> I, no, I was in the courtroom next door on the dull case. <laughs> no, this was last, last week. Oh, was it? It was a few weeks was, ago. Yeah. They were, doing a, they were doing a big, like, interesting criminal case <laughs> next door to us, and we got the dull civil case. Yeah. But they, they took us up there for jury selection, and they were naming the jurors off. And in my head, I was going, okay, they're only going to name four more. Okay, only three, three more. more. I was doing the same only thing. Only two more, and then I was the last name called. And I was like, ah! Damn. No! So were you, were you an alternate? Or no, an, I was, I was on, on the jury. The jury. I, I was the foreman. It was, was it a six-person? No, it was, was a, a full 12. No, it was a full 12. Okay, but a no alternates. Full tw- no, no alternates. Okay. It was the dumbest case imaginable. It was a dispute. <laughs> Hello. Please take the dog. Thank you. It. <laughs> I'm on my way. She said, come, come on, buddy. <laughs> I thought she was talking to me. It's like, are we going for a walk? Ooh, ooh, can I have a treat? It was get in a, the car, get in the car. It was. <laughs> can we head out the window? Craig Jingle is, the keys. Craig, I don't get my keys I've handy. never seen Craig that excited. <laughs> I really want to go in the car. Especially about going for a walk. Jumping up and down on his hind legs like that. <laughs> my hind legs. No, oh my God. It was a dispute over a tree oh, between two neighbors uh-huh. over a tree that was cut down five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was, a, it went to a full jury trial, fair and speedy trial <laughs> over this case. I had to hear from four different land surveyors. Oh, we had to hear testimony from, the a, field. from a real estate agent. Oh, we had to hear. And in the end, you know what happened is that the, the whole thing came down to the people who had filed the lawsuit had had a second opinion done from a land surveyor. And they didn't like what that guy told them, so they just said, we didn't have a second opinion done. Oh. And then during the week of the trial, the defense attorney had called, like... A bunch of land surveyors. No, he had called, like, the Association for Land Surveying or whatever to ask a question about something. And he said, you know, I'm calling about a case that I'm working on. And the guy at the association said, like, really, what property was it? And he told him, he said, oh, yeah, I went and surveyed that property. Oh. That was the guy that gave them the second opinion. And they called him in the next day to testify. And so what happened Dumb was they had, they had the wife of the plaintiff on the stand saying, we never felt the need to get a second opinion. And then they sent us out of the, out of the courtroom and we came back in 45 minutes later to a different guy sitting on the stand. Who was that second opinion <laughs> and said that the whole case was frivolous. And so wow. after, after being in court for four days, oh, oh my no. God, listening to all these property surveyors, all these real estate people, for hours on end, after four days, they settled the case. Yeah, and we didn't get to we didn't get to come to a verdict. Oh, and the judge the decreed worst. that the tree shall be cut in half. <laughs> and the defendant said, "No, no, I would rather that the plaintiff have the tree rather than cut oh, the tree in half." No way, that's King Solomon and the baby. No, it was the pettiest <laughs> thing. Like one neighbor had the tree cut down, and the other neighbor complained about it. So the first neighbor tried to replant 
a little sapling there to like as a peace offering and the 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 angry neighbor went and pulled the sapling out of the ground and here's, threw it down on their driveway. Oh jeez. To make it to make up for cutting the tree down, here's a gift that will be that tree again in 50 years. Right. And you'll be dead. No, it was the dumb and it was That's it was, a dick move. And it was too like it was <laughs> replace too, the tree with a sapling. It was two rich couples living in Atlanta Country Club oh. like they just it was the people, they people with enough or, money and time on their hands. To it ended bother. up impacting like forty or fifty people's lives that yeah, week. Yeah. To settle this stupid issue with the tree. I had a friend in Milwaukee who sat on a one one or two day jury case that uh, was I don't remember all the specifics, but basically it involved a fist fight. One of them was in their underwear, and eventually a gun was in play. Gosh! <laughs> wow! Wow! Indeed! Yeah. No. But I just realized I got a hundred dollar check for that week. I never cashed it. I need to do that. You should do that. I should do that. It's probably it's probably one of them ones that expires after thirty days too. Yeah. Your your fat paycheck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else we got? Anything? Um Did yeah. you want to say something about your jury duty or just that you did it? Thank God I didn't get picked on that jury. I would still <laughs> you I would lucky it would be it would have it. lasted all week and I would have um been going back next week. I hate you so much. <laughs> I got called last year. Really? Yeah. So, oh, man. I think the last time I was called, I got like a student exemption or something. Couldn't get out of this one. I don't so. think I should be on the jury because I'm a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Liz Lemon got out of jury duty once. <laughs> Dressed in her Princess Leia outfit. Your Honor, I think. <laughs> Your Honor, I think I'm perfect to serve on this jury. I can tell if someone is guilty just by looking at them. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, it's that time of year again. That's right. Football's back. How do I always end up on the football episodes? We get to watch our coach squander another year of our Pro Bowl quarterback's career. Hey, but at least our... Here on the NFL. At least our backup quarterback finally got his, his first touchdown at home in Lambeau Field after playing six home games last year. Way to go, Brett Hundley. <laughs> so what's the real news? Oh, the real news is, uh, you know, football, football mm-hmm. stadiums, football mm-hmm. stadiums, concessions. Oh, we got a weird concession food? These are always fun. Pack your bags, because <laughs> uh, we're going to Phoenix. What does Phoenix have? They have... Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Cardinals have... This is the, well, it's the, what is it, the University of Phoenix... The stadium the, but the, the cardinals play there the, the red bird the big bird the mm-hmm. cardinal the mm-hmm. the cardinal sin the no. uh, i'm just trying to think of like what's the no. what should the big thing be called what, what's it made of i don't what's know but thing? i Tell think me. i think that craig you and i would be perfect spokespeople for this okay giant burger it's a burger okay the what's gridiron the... burger challenge oh good lord oh, it the, has to be a challenge the meal is not, it's not just a meal. It's not just an item on it's the an menu. It's, a, it's a challenge. It's an experience. Yes. <laughs> You'll be experiencing this all day. <laughs> yes. It's 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 seven pounds. Oh, of oh. meat or of burger? Of, of the whole concoction? In, entirety of burger. Okay. And uh, you have pounds. to finish it in under an hour. You have to? What, well. Do they kill you? That's a lot of arm. <laughs> Do they banish of, you? They take away your season tickets? That's a lot of arm strength to lift this seven pound burger to your face. <laughs> enough times to to eat it inside well, of an hour maybe Hang that's on. what they want you to do you got to do curls maybe <laughs> to bring that up to your face they, they Burn have some calories while you're they eating. have <laughs> they have suggestions for how to best eat this 
I ate 1,700 calories worth of bun and 6,200 calories worth of burger and 4,000 calories worth of condiments. But I did 12 curls. There you go. Oh, I love you're going to eat this thing in 12 bites, Craig. That's amazing. A seven-pound burger. Well, I'm really hungry. 50 human human beings worth of triglycerides. He just inhaled and it was gone. It's amazing. Episode of Thirty Rock, where <laughs> Jack can't have meat, so he has, he's like, "Would you eat?" Gives Liz a steak. Would you eat the steak in front of me? <laughs> and she starts into it, and he Is starts like he walks away. Chicka walka chicka porn no, music. No, no, no. He, he she starts eating it. And she's like, "Sure." She starts eating it. And he walks away, and he's talking, and he turns around and comes back, and she's finished. Whoa! <laughs> like seven seconds. He's like, "Did you finish that?" She just kind of shrugs. <laughs> Liz and food is great. She shows up at Jack's door at a hotel room with two omelets, two giant omelets on a plate. And she goes, "So there's an omelet bar downstairs. If you'd like one, you should go get one." <laughs> and what did she win for eating those omelets? She nothing. She just ate two omelets. She well, also... if you finish this burger in under an hour, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez, you get and hold on to your hats here. A free Cardinals jersey. Oh, and. A featured spot on the team's video board. Ooh. Oh, that's what you want to make it on that Do video you get board. a portable defibrillator? <laughs> <laughs> you might need one. Because you might you want, want to take what... that home with you. Oh, here, here's what's in it. Five... Card- the Cardinal... hospital, you're not allowed to drive yourself home afterwards. Cardinals... Someone has to pick you up. Cardinal's red de- <laughs> portable defibrillator. <laughs> you take home. It's, de- it's defib day at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. What do you got? Now, now think about it's the whole thing is seven pounds, right? So, right. how much of that do you think is meat? Half of it. So three and a half pounds of sure. meat. Sure. Five one third pound hamburger patties. One third. So what's what's the rest? Wait of a minute. It? What's the bread? Is one is and two thirds. Whole lot of lettuce. That's is only it, one and two thirds right, is pounds. It, is it a really is it a really thick heavy bread? There's breads that are really but, massive. But wait, there's Weight more. Ones. Okay. Five all beef hot dogs. Oh, good lord! There we go. Five bratwurst. Oh, wow. Are they all stuck on with toothpicks or are they inside the bun with everything? They're inside the bun. Oh, my God. <laughs> eight chicken tenders. Eight, How are they all held together? Eight slices of bacon. Tell me there's like like 20 slices of cheese acting as mortar. <laughs> <laughs> How many slices of cheese, Craig? 20 slices of cheese. 20 slices yeah! of American cheese. <laughs> Good guess. I've been wondering what that drum was here for this whole episode, and now I know. Well, I did a quick uh, calculation in my head based on uh, your typical mortar joints there and figured you got five <laughs> patties and five hot dogs and five uh, five brats. You're going to need about uh, 20, 20 slices of slices cheese, of to, mortar cheese. The, to mortar and spackle that up there. Yep. <laughs> and one on the top and one on the bottom to hold the buns on. Otherwise, Let's, those will slide yeah. up with the ketchup, yeah. like lubricant. Uh, no ketchup. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, that's optional. <laughs> lettuce, tomato, pickles. Oh, lettuce. Blah. Something, Ooh, something, something called tanker sauce. <laughs> oh, and, and 12 ounces of French fries in the hamburger on a 10-inch bun. Oh, my god! You didn't have enough carbs. Here, so that's the, that's the burger there. Oh, that lettuce just kills it. Wow. Shredded lettuce is the worst. It's just... It's just um, that's what I want on a hamburger. Unfrozen a solid water. That's why I don't get Big Macs. It's it's like mostly lettuce and Thousand Island dressing. Weirdly enough, the Big Mac is the one place that I accept the shredded lettuce because Ugh. that's what a Big Mac is. That's what it's always been to me. But like see, any I other sandwich, I don't want lettuce on it. I don't see, want leaf or shredded. When it's I'm just, in the mood, it comes for... between the special sauce and the cheese. 
I will happily put other vegetables on there. Well, I'm in the mood for a burger. I'm not in the mood for a salad on the burger. You know? Even well, if it's a little bit. Iceberg it's lettuce is okay sucks. because you get the crunch. It, it depends. It gives you that crunch. You got to have something else to give you the crunch. It, it, Extra pickles. How about that? Put radishes, They're green. Put radishes or beets on there. Right? Take that over oh, lettuce. Pickled, beets? Pickled radish. You're going to put beets on a hamburger, Craig? I'd put, I'd put pickles on there. I love pickles. Sure, why not? You just throw beets out there like that's the thing people put on burgers. Go to Australia, baby. You're gonna standard. Be, you're gonna put standard beets on it on a hamburger or that, just everywhere on burgers. Oh, okay, big slap, big slice of beet on a burger. Absolutely, is that like raw beet, cooked beet, pickled beet. I don't remember the specifics, but a friend of the show, Jason, went to Australia for a um, uh, for a convention. Was there for like a week because he went sightseeing and everything too. And he went out to like somewhere with one of the organizers, and whatnot. And he, they were going to grab just a quick bite at one point. And they stopped at a burger place and he got a burger and had a big slab of beet on it. Throw another beat on the babby, right? <laughs> on the burger. <laughs> okay, here's how they how they say you should eat this. Well, they got instructions. Jeez. <laughs> Open mouth. <laughs> it's a careful balancing act of carbs and sodium. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even begin to think you could eat this like any other burger and finish. It needs some serious deconstruction. The key is working from least gut busting to most, so you don't <laughs> hit a wall midway through. That's fair. This sounds like it's from uh, it's from what's that show the, uh, the 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 food fight? What's the show I'm thinking of? The guy that they're, they they we have need, a, they, we need more. They nouns. had to get a new host because the first host I think like injured himself internally. <laughs> it rea- if it's a reality show, I don't know what you're talking about. Man versus food. That's the one. Thank you. Um, we just need more nouns to sound it out. Yeah. Number one, eat the burger patties topped with cheese. Number two, eat the hot dogs. Number three, then the brats. Number four, the chicken tenders. Number five, turn the two halves of the bun into small BLTs using the lettuce and tomato and tanker sauce and bacon. Then eat the french fries. You know, then you're not really eating the burger. You're having an entree of like, you're having like a seven course meal. I like the fact that you end up with several small BLTs. (laughs) No, you're a BLT that, fan. that appeals to me. <laughs> like the Voltron of hamburgers here. So what you do is you get that with a bunch of friends. It's like, okay, who wants brats? <laughs> I'll take the brats. I'd like a burger. Michael, take the BLTs. If I were doing this, I would have to have them give me give me extra sour. You know, give me sauerkraut. Give me extra things. I got. I can't have my brats without sauerkraut. You guys got to give me give me a pile of sauerkraut in addition to this burger. Jeez. Okay, but you still have to finish it all in under an hour, including sauerkraut. Not a problem. <laughs> I mean, if I were going to finish it in under an hour, sure. I, 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 yeah, look, yeah, you know, yeah. a little bit of sauerkraut's not going to stop me. I would not be able to eat this thing. <laughs> a little bit of sauerkraut's not going to stop me. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> Gets to that last forkful of sauerkraut. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yep. Are we going to talk about Star Trek news today? Star Trek news? Sure. Are we talking okay. about Star Trek news? A little bit of Star Trek news for the nerd podcast. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So Patrick Stewart came out this week. He's gay? At a convention. Maybe. I don't know. Well, he's, you know, really good friends with uh, <laughs> Gandalf um, Magneto. What's his Ian name? Ian McKellen. Thank you. And came out and said that CBS is making some new, some new Star Trek shows for their streaming service. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, what do you mean new Star Trek shows? As in plural. As in, there's going to be Star, they're, they're Star, okay. Trek, Star Trek Discovery is coming back. Okay, so that's the one that's been, been on the CBS yeah. All Access that you can't actually watch on CBS. Correct. Okay. And they're going to make more shows. On CBS or CBS All Access? 
I believe all access. No, great. So, yeah. But if you just pirate them illegally, like I do, hey, what? Whoa, then hey, you get to watch. Did them. you allegedly so illegally? <laughs> you know this goes on the internet. Alleged, right? allegedly super illegally. Okay, yeah. There you go. Totally against the law in every way. If you watch them that way, like I do, then it's not a problem. At your friend's house, who did at, the downloading? At my own apartment where I live. Why are you doing? This? <laughs> Thought you were gonna go into politics one day. Yeah, this is what's gonna say. I've, I've, <laughs> I've made way worse mistakes than this, my friend. <laughs> you don't even know what's gonna come out about me. Fair enough. Okay, but no, they're gonna make plural. So you're gonna do like a, a universe expansion. Okay, so one of them. An, uh, one of these shows. Are they gonna call them? Uh, continue to name them after space shuttles, since they. The space shuttle named named a space shuttle Enterprise, even though it wasn't a real space shuttle. And so then they named a Star Trek show Discovery after Mike, one of the Mike, space shuttles. Mike, so are they going to continue doing Mike, that? I swear to God, if you don't let me get to the cool Star part Trek of this. Columbia, <laughs> probably Star Trek Star Trek Challenger, Star Trek Challenger. <laughs> it's a short. It's Star a Trek short Atlantis. series. Whoa, whoa, too soon, Ooh, too, too soon. soon, really. Twenty two years, thirty two years. Yeah. Uh, but one of these shows what sure. color is going to be size? a Captain a Captain Picard show mm-hmm. starring Patrick Stewart. Well, it's not going to be Captain Picard anymore, right? Well, it's going to be a Picard like Admiral show. Admiral Picard. He may not be a captain anymore is what he said. So it's going to be like him doing office work at he, the probably, San Francisco Starfleet headquarters. But apparently, he's he's been off, he's been approached about projects like this numerous times. Well, no, he because he always says no. But because because Kirk warned him, don't let them promote you off this ship, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I th- I think there's some I don't know whether it's canon or not, but there's some stories about him becoming like a diplomat like late in life, like becoming the Federation, you know, ambassador somebody somebody wrote some books yeah yeah exactly extended universe but sure so captain picard in a show yes about star trek that's all we know okay so next generation ish ish yeah next next generation yes and apparently he's been he's been approached about with things like this numerous times he always says no (laughs) and what changed his mind this time is that he started he started watching (laughs) old episodes of next generation Really? Yeah. Apparently, he there's a bunch he's never seen, and so he just he, started. Because he hated them that job, and decided <laughs> he's like, I'll do it. And so he's like also producing it. So he's gonna like he's gonna like have have input on the scripts and everything. Creative control, but that's a, a little bit. But he's, anyway, he's coming back. Awesome! I love Picard. He's coming back to Trek. That's great news. Yes, it is. Prime timeline and everything. Oversaturate definition. <laughs> Transitive Absolutely. verb. Yes. To saturate to an excessive degree. Just so, don't let Kathleen Kennedy get anywhere near this oh franchise. Oh my gosh. So what you're telling me is that Star Trek is taking a cue from Star Wars that is <laughs> starting to oversaturate things and bringing back a beloved character 30, 35 years after the fact in the hopes that uh, they won't tear the fan base apart. Yeah. Like they already did for another beloved franchise. Sure did. Hmm. Just as long as Riker's moody goth son doesn't jab a space laser sword through his chest and kill him. Well, you know, Will Wheaton's out there needing work, so. You know what I want for Star Trek? I want you to go back. <laughs> Will Wheaton's fine. He doesn't need work. You know what? You he got want? fired from Sheldon's wedding. What are you doing? <laughs> Replaced with Mark a, Hamill. It's a character he was playing. Mm-hmm. Named Will Wheaton. Yeah. It is anyway, but no, we um, 
Oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. You derailed my oversaturation. Yeah, I wasn't there anymore. Oh, okay. I was on to something. Oh, what I want for a Star Trek series is they should go back to the uh, the previous three series that were all kind of in the same time frame. Yeah. You know, uh, Next Generation, Deep 20, Space Nine, twenty fourth century, and Voyager, uh, and Voyager, and find um, like the really. To get, to, get, to get back to the word that you love to hear me say, tertiary character. Tertiary. Um, that had like two, three, four episodes and find a way to that they're all like grown up 30 years later or old, 30 years older, whatever, doing stuff and put them all somewhere on a space station together or something. How'd like we that. end yeah. up here? It's like the leftovers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, Wait. there's all sorts of interesting characters that were like, they were just like a story arc for... An episode or two or well, three. Well, there's like four. the one, the one guy from Voyager that was addicted to the holodeck, but and he and he got he like made a Voyager holodeck program and like got addicted to it. And maybe then, and then they hired him on the project to like find Voyager and bring it home. Maybe. Lieutenant <laughs> Lieutenant Barkley. He was on Next Generation, and then oh yeah, he was he had uh, he had uh, hol- he had several. Hollow. Yeah, he was good. Lieutenant Barkley show. He was afraid of the 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 not the holodeck. He was the afraid of the transporter because yes. he thought there was like stuff living inside. The and it beam. turned out that there there really what what was some kind of microscopic uh, right space Something bug in there, there that was uh, that they could see. Yeah. And it turns out he was the guy that figured Even out how to make contact your with particles Voyager. and energy, yeah. and uh-huh. you can't you don't have eyeballs anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm. science was a little dicey on that show. Mm. Well, Artific- anyway, artificial th- gravity and phot- photon torpedoes. Mm. I think of all of all the many characters, inertial dampeners. Of all the many characters <laughs> that have like have like channel energy through the deflector shield, transcended <laughs> and become like memorable like like pop culture characters. Yeah. I think Captain Picard is on up there. Sure. I think that's an interesting character to bring to bring back. You know, well that the next generation franchise, as it were, sub franchise mm-hmm. ended. Kind of, eh, meh. It was wasn't a bad movie. It was better than Insurrection, but it was it by it was by no means any kind of right anything close to First Contact. No way. They or, needed another or, or generations. They needed another. You know what? And I always thought that they would have ended that with a Q movie because how did Next Generation the TV show begin and end with Q? Right. The the whole franchise, you know. Could have the re- movies could have wrapped up the movie needed with, to end with, with a, Q with a Q plot. Well, they yeah. did, they did so much Q in Voyager though, yeah. so did much they? Q. So, Ten episodes. They, they, maybe. No, come on. They did the Q Civil War. They did. Yeah, but they, that did, was, they like, did Q's Q's Child. They did so much. Yeah, Q. yeah, but it was like one episode a season, sometimes two. It was like ten or eleven oh, episodes. It felt total. like a lot of. It felt like a lot of Q. Well, John Delancey. He's a powerful presence. I yeah. mean, that character and the character is iconic for the well, show. It's also like he, like he. But I don't think they did that many. He episodes. played off of Picard and Janeway so much better than he played off of Cisco. Anyway, that's true. He, he was did, just way more did, enjoyable. He popped those up two later on, on, the, on there too on those other shows. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. So anyway, I'm happy. Whatever happened that to, it's coming back? Whatever happened maybe. to Thomas Riker? We Thomas find out what happened Riker. to him. Will Riker's transporter accident clone that got ah. left on a planet for like. 10 years or something oh, and they right. found him and he was still a lieutenant he was a lieutenant Riker yeah. from like eight years earlier or something like that wow he had a different color uniform it was before Riker had gone down the command path mm-hmm. didn't 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 uh he didn't die by the end of the episode did he was he still around did they send him off to do something I don't know yeah, I think so they sent him off to go those li- types of to characters go, to go live in the Dyson sphere with uh Scotty yes <laughs> <laughs> In 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 the episode called Relics, that features one of my favorite moments with Scotty ever on any of the 
which is Star Star Trek stuff is where he explains to Jordy how he became known as the miracle worker on board the Enterprise, mm-hmm. which is basically he lied yeah. whenever the captain asked him how long it would take to do Un- something. Under promise, over deliver. He said it was fifty percent longer than it would take, and he delivered right. faster. And he always yeah. looked like he was awesome. <laughs> I always love the scene where he goes to the holodeck and he's sitting on the bridge of the of the original Enterprise right. with like the synth hall <laughs> he's like the green stuff yeah. he, he's like this synth hall is terrible <laughs> and then picard like like takes a shot yeah. of it like straight back and he's like who do you think gave guy in that bottle <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like... picard was way too cool did picard ever have a moment where he was just like like really off his game other than well there was like the episode where he first, was well first contact well yeah well because right because he was his, broke his little ship he was dealing with trauma um, post Borg trauma, mm-hmm. I will make them pay for what they've done. Post assimilation trauma. Yeah. Um, there was the episode too where he was like, didn't he end up? He he wasn't good around kids. They were trying to drive home the fact that he didn't get along with. Mm-hmm. He had a problem yeah. with Wesley. Didn't get well with along with kids, and he the ended scene, up. They made him uncomfortable. Stuck in a, he ended up trapped in a turbo lift with mm-hmm. like three, like Enterprise achievers or something. Sure. There were like three yeah. little kids that had won some sort of awards, and he eventually ended up like giving them honorary ranks in order to get them all to work together. And he taught yeah. them to sing Aloetta, Jaunty Aloetta, in order when they were climbing so that they wouldn't look down. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they show the scene where he asks Riker. And then like, that was the last the time series, he ever dealt with children. Like early in the series, he asked Riker, like, can you help <laughs> Problem me? Problem solved. Can you help me get along with kids? Because there's kids yeah. on the ship and I don't want to, I don't want to be the captain that all the kids hate. And then later on, they show a couple. There's the, there's that episode where he does get along with the kids. And then there's the episode where he's turned into a kid. Oh, and has yeah. to lead the kids from the daycare, so they, they that's like character development they follow up on. Well, isn't it him and Guinan and Roe and who was the fourth one? It is, but there's also yeah, like, but it's there's also it was like other, there's it was, other kids in the daycare that they're, it was they're Ensign, working with. It was Ensign Roe with her little dangly earring right, thing yeah. that got smaller. When she de-aged, right. <laughs> the earring was smaller. Well, their clothes got smaller, too, didn't they? But the earring is what killed me. Yeah. It was like the earring yeah. actually got smaller. No, no. The they best... could get Michelle Forbes back. Finally, she could be on the show because they were going to roll her over into yeah. Deep Space Nine, and the actress decided she didn't want to commit to a series. No, the best Kira, Picard Kira on Deep Space Nine was supposed to be Rolaren. Oh, okay. They were, they were going to roll her over into the show mm. and as the connective tissue between right. the two shows before Worf jumped over i guess along with o'brien because o'brien well the best picard moment is the episode where they're she said i don't want to be on a i don't want to be on a promising series that's going to run for seven years and they have that laser wall that's slowly going through the ship and everyone's off the ship but picard and people sneak onto the ship to try to steal it while yeah 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 and they find him and he's He's walking around with a salad yeah a saddle he came back to get his saddle and they're like and they're like who are you and he's like oh i'm uh i'm the baba yeah (laughs) you're the barber yes how many Stewart alternate? Trying to pronounce Barber. How was many? The best part. How many alternate? How many alternate versions of Picard did we have? We had kid, <laughs> kid Picard. Right. We had everybody devolves into apes version of Picard. We had flute Picard. Flute where Picard. He, where he, he had goes, a whole other a whole life. other lifetime with the flute. The Inner Light episode, the episode that everybody loves, yeah, won, won an are, Oscar. There are four lights or uh, an Emmy. Yeah. Um. We had uh, the Barber Picard. We yes. had um alternate timeline where he's a stellar cartographer because he. The, the fight with the Nausicans uh-huh. in the bar happened differently. Yeah. And so he never got stabbed and that never formed his, like his and personality. In, in, in so in he, he became like a lieutenant uh, in stellar cartography. In generations, and, we see family and was, in, was, was a lieutenant yeah. in stellar cartography for 50 years. Right. <laughs> we saw, right, family In Picard. generations, we see family man Picard at Christmas. 
How many other Picards did we see? Quite a few. Did he get affected in the, like one of those those first couple Borg of, Borg Picard? Borg, we Borg, saw Borgified Picard. Did we have uh, a Borg? We right in the one of the first episodes was a was a a, a straight up rip off of a Star Trek early original series episode where they all got infected by something that made them act real weird. It's like that's the one where Sulu was running around shirtless with the fencing foil. And they all got they all got hit with that. Oh my. Exactly. They all got they all got hit with something like that in the first season of Next Generation. And that was where that that was where Data and um Tashi Yar got it on where she asked him if he's right, uh, right, fully right. functional and all that. Right. Where did, what what did he become in that? Oh. What, how weird you know, what altered state was he in for that? We'd have to make we'd have to go through and make a list. There's probably twice a season where they had yeah. like Safari okay, Picard. Patrick, Patrick Surfer you, Picard. You've been doing a bang up job playing this this really great leader. Malibu with... Picard. <laughs> now we want Does you to have a pink convertible. <laughs> now we're gonna put you in like shorts. Pink convertible shuttlecraft. <laughs> shorts, flip flops. <laughs> And a Hawaiian shirt. I think, I <laughs> and think a we, parrot on your shoulder. I think we saw that when he went to um, Risa in one episode. And fell in love. Oh, there was when they all got turned into uh, Robin Hood and the Merry Men. Yes. Oh, that was just costumes. That, 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 that was just costumes. That was a Q episode. Mm, right. Well, the but one that was just costumes. They, their personalities yeah, yeah. didn't change. Yeah. change. Although Worf was, uh, made sure to tell everybody, I am not a Merry Man. He was dressed up like Will Scarlet all in a red. Was it Generations 2 where we saw old-timey ship captain Picard in the beginning? Yep. They had somebody... somebody they, they were, somebody they were to, promoting Worf. Yeah, Worf had to walk the walk plank. Walk the plank, Oh, and yeah. there was all of his um, alternate Picard that we saw in the holodeck when he was yeah. uh, 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 the detective. What Gumshoe was, Picard. Oh, yeah, what was his... Yeah. Uh, he was, he was he was that he was in that program like seven or eight times across the run of the show. Yeah. Yeah, they were that, that, that's where he got the uh, Tommy gun to... The, Kill the Borg with so you yeah. can get the get the chip out of Dixon his... Hill. Is that what his name was? Yes, okay. yes, Dixon, Dix. Dixon Hill. I think Don Stark was the mobster in that scene in in First Contact. <laughs> you might have been. <laughs> wow, <laughs> with the metal nose, Bob Pensiati. Bob Pensiati. <laughs> but see here, but see here we go. What an interest. What an, yeah, with the metal nose. <laughs> what an interesting character to bring into 2018 or 2019, 2020, whenever the show comes out. Sure. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Are we got talking about anything. We're talking about anything else. We got what do we got? Lessons. When do we start? Gonna t- well, we we're running. We're running here. We're gonna. Are we gonna do this? I'm fine. Okay, roll. Teach us. Oh, great so, one. As we've talked a number of times over my visits across the show, I am a lifelong fan of, of professional wrestling. You're a wrestling dork. Yes, I am. In in many ways, and so I think that when you're, you know, when you're a fan of anything for that long, you start to intuit meaning out of out of it in different ways. And so there, there are a number of life lessons that I've taken from the world of professional wrestling that I've, I've applied to my regular life. And, and if you'd like, I'd love to share a few of them with you. These are pearls of pearls of wis- wrestling wisdom, of wrestling wisdom that you have distilled down from your yes. decades of watching and uh, that is appreciating of devotion and devoting and Absolutely. time and thinking about uh professional and all wrestling. and all of these and in, it took in, you all these years to come up with these you didn't just whip these together over the correct. last week correct <laughs> no i these i live my life according to these maxims here Ooh, this maxims. is just the first time he's ever actually written them down yes we should well, he has Feels spent so his honored. life. He spent his life researching this. Well, he's yes. been so living now, them, studying. They're, they're if you second will. nature to studying. him. Studying. Finally, he doesn't need to read them. Finally, anywhere. the world is ready. Yes. Go. Number one, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. <laughs> <laughs> 
A line uh, made famous by the nature boy, Ric Flair, <laughs> who in his glory days would have the belt and he would be the man. And if you wanted the belt, you had, you had to, to beat, beat the man. that man. And when I think about this and line, when you I got think the of, belt, then you were the man. Absolutely. Okay. And I, th- I think within each of us, within each of us, there's, there's a man that holds the belt and a man that we'd like to hand the belt to. Mm-hmm. I think we all, we develop all sorts of bad habits we develop all sorts of things that are ultimately destructive. And in our, inside of each of us, there's a vision of the person that we want to be. You know, if you want to be, if there's a man inside you that is healthier that you want to be, you've got to, you've got to beat the unhealthy man first. You have to beat down those habits you've developed over the course of your life. If I want to be a thinner man, I've got to beat the man that eats Waffle House every Saturday morning. Wow, really? Yeah. See, I don't have any of those. I'm... I'm not a thin man, and, and, and I don't have any of those things that I do all regularly. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I think we <laughs> like each I don't have... have the, I don't have the full sugar sodas to cut out of my diet. See, I'm already drinking diet soda. What the what, what am I supposed to cut out? But I think that What's we he supposed each, to beat? We each, we each have... <laughs> what's, a, my, what's my belt? <laughs> we each have an idealized version of ourselves that is in some way different from the person that we are. And sometimes we have to beat the person that we are to become the right, idealized right. version of ourselves. The man might not be another person. Exactly. No, or, the man, or a man. No, the man or, or is within a us. human. Yeah. Yeah. The man, the man is the man inside of us that we have to be to become the man that we'd like to be. Right. And the belt is, the, is that thing that yes, you want to achieve. Correct. It's a really laboring over this metaphor, but I, I get what you're trying to be. To be the man, you've got to It's got levels, man. Craig Dimensions. Wasn't, Craig wasn't expecting this to be deep, I think. He was looking for, for, he was looking for surface level comedy. I here. wanted more jokes. <laughs> Maybe there's some more coming. What's next? Wow. Uh, wow. It's got levels. Wow. wow. Number two. Well, so. <laughs> wow. I cannot, two. I cannot say the word wow without sounding like <laughs> that anymore. Wow. Yeah. Number two. Wow. I'm a Wilson. <laughs> Number two. Ruined. Number two. Gauge, <laughs> gauge the crowd's reaction before shaking someone's hand. <laughs> In, profes- in professional wrestling, if someone is in the ring and they're extending their hand to you, you always have to do that slow take out to the crowd <laughs> before you decide whether or not you're going to shake their yeah. hand. And I think in life, you have to be careful who you ally yourself with. You have to be careful who you connect yourself to, who you t- you know you take on projects with, you go into business with, who you date, for instance. Yep. Who you, you, always, do, who you if, do a podcast with. Exactly. If there are people in your life, <laughs> if there are people in your life that, that have... That ship has sailed for you, buddy. <laughs> that have reservations... <laughs> about the people that you're surrounding yourself with, I think you need to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if you start dating someone and everyone in your life has issues with it, you need, you need to gauge that reaction. I think listen to so, it. So I'm imagining Mike, Michael standing in the ring and yep. there's, there's this lovely woman mm-hmm. who uh, is just like everything that Michael's been looking for and yep. she has extended her hand to him and he looks to the crowd and the whole crowd goes, Whoa! No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> They start holding up the signs. Normally, and don't he, do it, Michael. And then yeah. he picks her up and body slams her. There you go. And then everyone cheers. Not in a good way. So always take in, take, <laughs> take in, take in the advice and counsel of the people around you when choosing who you uh, gotcha. who you line yourself up. With. All right, that's good. I like that. Number three, if you can't say something nice, say something clever. <laughs> I kind of live my life that way. Even better if it rhymes. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I think this is pretty self-explanatory. I've run into a lot. Of, I've found that humor is an amazing tool in most areas of my life. Like you guys have mentioned before, I'm in politics. I'm in party politics. And I've found, I, I realized this year before last, there's never been a situation in politics where I've gone for the laugh, where it's made the situation worse. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always help, but it's never made the situation worse. 
So if you can have a sense of humor as about long things, as you it's can an amazing not, tool. As long as you can not make the joke that would make the situation worse. Right. True. Careful. True. Careful. Well, there, there Steady. Was a, I, was in a situation, <laughs> I was in a situation where I was in an election, um, and I only had, I had like 10 seconds to say something to the room before everybody voted on who they were going to put in this position. And I thought, what am I possibly going to say that's, like, that's going to be legit, that's going to make a difference? So instead, I took my 10 seconds and I cracked a joke about littering, littering on a, the governor's lawn or something like that. The whole building laughed. I won that race by two-thirds of the vote. I've never made the situation worse yeah. by going for the laugh. So if you can't say something nice, at least say something clever. And usually pe- people will... And this will, is how Craig goes through life, I think. A little bit. <laughs> people will usually laugh at a bad joke. Exactly. They'll point out to you that that was a bad joke, but yes. they'll still laugh. Correct. So, okay. Yeah, if they groan at you, yeah. they're still going to remember the joke. Mm-hmm. Yes. Number four. Hang on, hang on okay. a second, Uh-oh. Mr. Politics. Okay. Um, what's going on with my property taxes? Okay. What, no, what is with not, this? Man, no, we I, are not. We, we did our we, best. We, we really are not did. talking. Oh, about is that ship sailed? Yeah, and and the guy the guy that was the swing vote on that lost his election the night before that vote. So oh. he, he, had, he had nothing to lose. That's what happened there. Number four. Michael, cut this out. Number four. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Number four. Don't oh. just take the shirt off if you can rip it open. <laughs> That's Hulk Hogan, baby. That is Hulk Hogan. And I think about this sometimes, how when Hulk Hogan went down to the ring, he could have just taken the T-shirt off. But instead, (laughs) he had the ability and the charisma to rip it open, and it became a core part of his gimmick and his character for decades to come. Arenas full of screaming fans would wait to see the moment he rips the shirt open. So instead of doing something mundane and commonplace, he found a way to make it extraordinary, and it became memorable. So I think in life, when you're faced with the opportunity to do something mundane, maybe have the courage to try and rip the shirt open instead and do something memorable because you want to give people a reason to remember you in their free time. Now I find myself wondering what it would have been like if Hulk Hogan had gotten into the ring and been, you know, walking around and slapping his arms and yeah. shouting at the crowd and going four times to each of the sides of the ring and shouting at everybody. And then he gets back in the middle of the ring and then he takes off his shirt daintily, folds, folds, folds it up, folds it or up right. hands it to the ref. Right. <laughs> even even better, try, tries to take it off quickly and gets stuck in it. Right. <laughs> stuck like over his head. around his yeah. head, and he's walking. <laughs> and I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I'll give you an example. The other, about a week ago, uh, some friends had gotten together to grill. We were all grilling. And one of the girls had brought this dessert that she had made. And it was some kind of cheesecake chocolate chip thing in a brownie pan. And at one point, we're all sitting down eating, and I get up, and I go get a piece of the dessert. And I don't remember why at this point. At, like, when I sat down with the dessert, everyone was watching me, like, take a bite of it. I don't know how the conversation had gone that, like, me trying the dessert had become a thing, but it had. And I'm sitting there, I take a bite, and it's really good. And I feel people watching me, and I think, like, I'm just going to rip the shirt off. And so, and so what <laughs> and I did. tore his shirt off and no, continued eating. What it I did is I calmly put the fork down, and I got out of my chair. I walked around to where this girl was sitting. Got down on one knee. I took her hand. <laughs> and I asked her to marry me because this dessert was wow. so good. <laughs> Someone pulled out a phone. They videoed this propo- this dessert-based proposal. <laughs> it became a funny video that got shared around. I turned it into, instead of doing something mundane, I turned it into a thing. I ripped the shirt open. And right. I think that that's a good way to go through life. And now you're an internet meme. <laughs> are, you, are you getting married? No, she said no. She said she could just make me the dessert every now and then, and we didn't have to get married. And I said that sounds a lot simpler. So we just rolled with that. That's great. You're getting the dessert without paying for the ingredients. There we go. Number five. You're getting the milk without buying the cow. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Number five. Telling people to respect you will not get you respect. When you've earned respect, people will tell you. 
I learned that watching Game of Thrones yeah. when Joffrey insisted that he was the king mm-hmm. and people had to listen to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tywin said, you know, what was the line? Something along the lines of uh, the, uh, he, the person who says he this, who says he is the king is never the king. He's yeah. not the king. Or yeah. I don't remember. I, I think Tywin said that. Tywin said something like that. He yeah. just yeah. Sl- slapped him down into his place. Like, you, know, you, in wrestling, you don't lord that over people. You you be the king. But in wrestling, if you have to remind people that you're in charge, you're not. You're really see. There's no more heelish way to get a to get a heel reaction from the crowd than to demand that the crowd show you respect. Yeah, and an arena full of people just boos you into the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, number six. When in over your head, introduce a foreign object, <laughs> like <Whoa>. an anchor. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes you're, the odds are stacked against you, and you're you're in over your head, and there maybe there's there's five guys beating you down, or maybe you just have too many things on your plate. And you can't keep up. And when that happens, you got to change the game. You got to change the rules. Maybe you got to break a few rules, but you got to introduce something new that's going to break you out of the the failing system that you're in and help you to find uh, some form of success. So you need somebody outside the general area you're in to pass you a folding chair. Yeah. Or you (laughs) might you might you might need to tag someone in. You know, you might need to reach out for help, but you need to do something different because what you have available is not going to get the job done. I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying that. Wow, I'm really really covered up at at work. I think I got so much going on. Hand I, me a folding chair. I, I, really, <laughs> I, I could really use a folding chair right now. Oh, Mike man. picks it up, goes over to his boss. Wham! This this deadline is gonna require at least three folding chairs, maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> Say that in a meeting. What? Maybe a folding table. <laughs> Number seven. Well, I can't talk about that. <laughs> Number seven. That was a hint. Mm-hmm. Always reach for the tag, but always hold the tag rope. In tag mm-hmm. team matches, there are two <laughs> little ropes that are hung from the opposite corners. And in order to tag into the match, you have to be within arm's reach of that. You can't just tag in from anywhere. You got to be within arm's reach of your corner holding that tag rope in order to be tagged in. So you have to hold on to the rope and you have to reach as far in as you can to try to get that tag. And sometimes there are going to be people in your life that you see that need help. They need, they need to tag someone in because they can't, what, you know, they're failing. They can't take care of themselves. They need help. And so you have to reach in as far as you can and, and offer that help if they reach out for it. But you also have to respect people's boundaries and you can't go, you know, ramshotting over, you know, someone's boundaries and get involved in their business and take over their life. You have to, res- you have to stay within arm's reach of your corner, mm-hmm. but extend that hand in and offer help. And if they reach out for it, then you're clear to jump in there and help them. That's really actually a very good metaphor. Yeah, that's like I that's really my like favorite that. one so far. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Yeah. You should write a book. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not kidding. Or at least post <laughs> these on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe nerdburgershow.com. Maybe. <laughs> Number 8. Kicking out at two and a half is a better story than kicking out at one. <laughs> See, true. sometimes if you, you if, come as close to possible as failing before well, getting that, out of well that or you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes we get in deep sometimes we're stuck in addictions or we're stuck in we've hurt people you know we've made terrible mistakes and and our you know and we're just going downhill fast and we think man I wish I'd never made any of these choices I wish I'd never gotten myself into this position maybe I wish I'd kicked out at one mm-hmm. and it had never gotten this bad but when you kick out at two and a half it's a much better story to watch. If you get if you get so deep into the mistakes that you've made or so stuck in addiction and then kick your way out of it and come back to victory, that's a much better story to tell. 
So I think sometimes you get so, you know, you can get so down on yourself that you need to give yourself a break and recognize the deeper in you get, the stronger that kick out can be when you turn it all around. Um, I think that harkens to the idea. I mean, I don't, I don't wish this upon anybody, but when you hear the stories of people hitting quote unquote rock bottom, mm -hmm. that's them kicking out at two and a half. Yes, that's like right before things are going to be irreversible. Yep. And they get out of there. Yeah. And they, they fix whatever it is that they needed to fix. And just let go of that, of that sense of shame of having let it get to two and a half that you, you know, that you didn't kick out at one. Let go of that and recognize you're telling a much better story in the end. Sure. Nothing wrong with kicking out at one, though, if you can do it. If you can. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> but don't, don't lose hope at two and a half. Don't, don't lose hope at don't two Don't do half. it just for the better story. Right. <laughs> Number well, I'm saying Ooh, that one was close. What I'm saying is after Flew a little close to the sun there, Mike. <laughs> what I'm saying is what I'm saying is after you've kicked out, don't beat yourself up too much. Sure. You, you still no, kicked out. Yeah. Number nine, in any great partnership, one of you is the Genetti. Don't be the Genetti. So there is there is a famous tag team called the Rockers that was made up of Shawn Michaels and Marty Genetti, and they broke up back in the '90s. And Shawn Michaels went on to be the heartbreak kid and one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And Marty Jannetty is still wrestling in high school gymnasiums today. Marty, in, Marty who? Exactly. <laughs> the, in, in, and in most great tag teams in wrestling, when they break up, there's one guy that's the star and one guy that's the Jannetty. Ooh. In the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray is the star. Devon was the Jannetty. In the Hardy Boys, Jeff Hardy was the star. Matt Hardy was the Jannetty for a long time. It happens to everybody. So whenever, whenever you're in a partnership with somebody, recognize, one of you is the Genetti. Mike, you don't want to be this, the Genetti. Mike, when this podcast breaks up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also, well, see, then one way that I look at it, too, is, is that my, me and my best friend, my best friend, we've been best friends since high school. I am clearly the Genetti between the two of us. I've, I know that. He's, he's better looking. He's in better shape. He's got a successful career, a wife and two kids, and he's trying to pick out which doctor he's going to go after first. He's clearly the Shawn Michaels of our tag team. I am clearly the Genetti. So I need someone else in my life to be my Genetti so that I can be the Shawn Michaels <laughs> compared to someone else. This goes back to all, you know, you're always going to have a friend that's better looking than you. So also always try to have a friend that's worse looking than you. Okay. So now this you. is getting a little, <laughs> but I just do your best. Don't or, be or recognize you're not going to be equals. Yeah. One of you is going to end up the Genetti. Don't be that guy. Worse looking, not as smart. Yeah. Not as well spoken. Has yeah. a, doesn't make as much money, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Better at podcasting, better at game design. <laughs> <laughs> and number 10, bringing it home. Number 10, sooner or later, we all go one-on-one -on -one with the undertaker. <laughs> We're all going to take that last tombstone pile driver. We're all going to lose that casket match. And we're all going to rest in peace. So make the most of what you've got while you've got it. Well said. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. These are only, this, this is, these are just my top 10. I have how many more? Yeah, I was going to say, I see a bunch more there. Are we going to put those on the old yeah, interwebs? We, we, we can put these up on the interwebs. I can number these and send them over to you. Sweet. I yeah. There's probably two dozen of these, to be honest. Wow, he's <laughs> so check those out. Finally, stop scrolling. Check those out at nerdburgershow@gmail.com <laughs> and to share and to share your own pro wrestling life lessons. Email them to nerdburgershow@gmail.com. <laughs> Are we rolling to a Kevin question? We still have Kevin questions. Ke we have one Kevin question. Kevin, you Kevin listened last week and realized he could take the week off. You inquisitive fool. And also, he figured out what happened to uh, 
question 53 that we never read. Because <laughs> we read it in March. Yeah. 74 question. Would you rather uh-huh. never be able to cool your environment, home, car, or office, oh my God. or heat your environment ever again? This would include using blankets, fire, furnace, etc. for heat, and AC, swamp cooler, fan, etc. for cooling. I assume also ice, cool drinks, warm drinks. So there's nothing you can do to cool yourself down or heat yourself up. Would you rather? Thanks, Kevin. Uh, where do I live? <laughs> That's the question, right? Well, do I live in Canada? <laughs> I don't want to ever cool things because if I don't heat things up, I'm going to die. <laughs> if I live on the equator, I don't care about heating things. I want to be yeah. able to cool off though because if I can't, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Maybe the average human won't, but I will. <laughs> well, it depends on where in Canada. You you get my point, Mike. It's it's all dependent upon what your environment is. So where I live right now, yeah. Um, that's easy. I would rather never be able to heat again. Okay, so the when when one time in the next ten years when we get um really really cold, mm-hmm. you have to sit and die of exposure in your home. See, it here, doesn't get that cold here. See, here's the thing. I'm, I'm but a, I'm talking that one time in the next 10 years when I'm it gets a, cold enough that it could actually yeah, harm you and sure. truly do damage to you. As opposed to... Potentially kill you. As a, Like, if this is the starting, like, at midnight tomorrow? I don't know. You Sometime know? in the next 10 years. No, no, no. I mean, when does this... Pick a start When day. does the, the would-you-rather scenario begin for me? Because if I, it's right now, then I will die of being too hot... Tomorrow. <laughs> see, 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 I think overall... At least I have a chance. You're just looking for a longer life at this point. I think overall... It's going to kill me at some hot, point. It's hot Lanta. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big guy. I, I, would, I need to I cool off. I would agree off. with you. I need to I cool need to off to a cool lot off. more often than I need to warm up. So. I, even, even in a, uh, you know, whatever, figure out geographically where the, the most mild, moderate, temperate place is even heating and cooling san diego i'm gonna i i'm gonna run hot Mm. i run hot everywhere all the time i'm always gonna run hot. okay i'm with you it's gonna have to be the way way my life is right now where i live right now i need to be able to cool off yeah i i don't i I can probably get by without heating up Hmm. you know north pole sure heat (laughs) <laughs> also, also, mean, also means that I can't ever have like warm food when it's cold, according to him. Or you can, but it, but it has no effect. How about I don't that? Know that? This is the best Kevin question I've gotten since I've been <laughs> on the well, show. Kevin's not 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 it, first ballot Hall of there's Fame been Kevin 70, question here. There's been over seventy of them. They're starting to get a little. They're not, hmm. they're not all going to be winners. Also, they're not all gems, people. Here's another pro wrestling life lesson. Sometimes <laughs> your gimmick gets a little stale, and you need to go away for a while. Because when you come back, people are going to be happy to see you. So, Kevin, it may be time to think about. It may be time to think about you know going on the disabled list for a little bit, coming back Ouch. in about coming back in about six months. Damn, make coming back repackaged with something cool and get that fresh return pop from the crowd. Well, see, I think number in, eleven. In, in, it, <laughs> I was going to ask you which number was that. Um, number eleven. In in Kevin's pivot away from Back to the Future questions, he's he's gotten into this into a rut with the Would You Rather things, the the uh, 
Cheetos yeah, are cheesy you, poop. You rather, cheesy that's, poop. That's, is low hanging that's okay, scenario. Though. That's okay. We can't judge on that because we gave him free reign to ask his questions. We oh, no, put, I'm not we complaining. Put restrictions I'm, I'm, on there. I'm that's attempting just, to explain. That's mm-hmm. his shtick right now. Sure. We've gone through you know periods of time on this show where we've had shticks where like the same thing, same types of thing would crop up for like forty episodes. X Files, and then we never do it again. <laughs> no, that's never going to happen again. <laughs> I have loved. Was it your? What face- an incredibly disappointing ending to this. Craig, oh Craig, Craig, was it your Facebook post that I've been seeing about watching old X Files episodes? Yeah, I'm watching and, like, the first old, episodes like, old again. Nineties things. Yeah, like, fax machine with fax a, machine with a fax, cover letter. Fax with a cover with a cover page. Um, I just bought a new printer that has a fax function, and like I was getting, I was running into errors because I was trying to install the drivers for the fax functions, and I was like, just don't, just. Why? Why, did, why do these? Why, do I why can't that? I buy one without fax? Because who has a landline? Well, I need. I needed one. <laughs> I needed one that, that that would scan like a stack. Like I had a feeder for the scanner, and all those also have fax functions. And I was like, just don't install those drivers. Then I, I don't need them. It's 2018. I haven't had a landline since 2003. I can email PDFs now. Exactly. What were some of my other comments? Oh, there was the, the episode where the episode was taking place. They were investigating in Oregon. So I, I found myself thinking, well, the uh, the cinematographer and the set, you know, the production designer must have been like, hmm, how do we make this look Oregonish? Well, and, we're already filming dreary, in Vancouver. And dreary. Well, we need to make it look <laughs> what people expect Oregon to look like. So let's make everything gray. Every vehicle was in gray. Every character was dressed in some shade of gray. They were in a graveyard with gray headstones. And eventually yeah. there was a gray corpse. I kid you not. There was a scene where everything was a different shade of gray. And you saw something, some, a TV showing white static. <laughs> and, and, and. You know, Fox Mulder has different suit colors, you know, suit coat colors on at times. I get that. Always Those are dark. Kind of, they tend to be dark. Um, Same with Scully. With, with Scully, well, well, in the beginning, she Scully, had lighter. Scully, colors. you see more color. She wears like a red uh, jacket with a skirt, or, and she wears some contrast. other colors, blues and greens. Um, but she in that one, gray. gray. <laughs> they were all gray. I swear there must have been a gray filter on the on the lens. It's like it, it was a blue filter on the lens, so because it, it was really dreary Maybe looking. Maybe back in the nineties, most things were gray. Nineteen ninety two, everything was gray. <laughs> just like just like in the twenties, everything was everything black and was white. Black and white. Well, that's, <laughs> that's that why was there intentional. Was so much racial tension back then. That was in the cinematography. Everything really was black and white. X Files cinematography is intentional. One of the few things Chris Carter did well, he uh, he wanted it to look like film noir, but in color. No, I, I I get that, but there was that's why it's so dark. Like, that scene was really like I noticed, like it jumped out at me. I was like, "Wow!" Did my TV suddenly switch to black and white? <laughs> yeah. See, listeners, is this is what gray. happens when you reference the X Files on the Nerdburger podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Ogre, the actor who plays Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds, was sure. a helpful bartender in an episode. I was like, "Hey, that's Ogre." <laughs> oh, Nerd. It's only like. Seven years after he was last ogre, sure, you know, he still looked like ogre. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't thirty years older. He still looked like that guy. Yeah. Well, ogre looked like he was forty in Revenge of the. Nerds. Yeah, he looked a little older. Well, a lot of them, all, 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 all those people did. Um. Yeah, they had the TV, you know, late at night, the TV with just static, mm-hmm. like the old, the classic black and white, just static. Which you don't get on TVs. They still do that on TV shows nowadays. They'll show like when the TV's got nothing coming in, they show static. No, yeah. it goes to black. That a TV, uh, modern televisions, you know, like flat uh-huh. panels and stuff, don't show static. No, it's a different. <laughs> they go to black and, and then and they'll say in the middle, that. it'll say no, no signal. 
But I <laughs> right. But I have seen I have seen flat panel televisions oh, on sure. modern day shows that when there's nothing coming in, they're turned on, but there's no feed. It's static. Yeah. Well, that's because what because that's what that's we what, recognize. That's what as, the people who made the show recognize, right? As no signal, even though now it's just it says in white letters on on all black screen you know in, no signal in 10 years they're gonna have to stop using <laughs> that and the the sound of the dial tone because nobody's no nobody's gonna know what a dial tone right. sounds like yeah pick up pick up your phone pick up your phone app before you, on your phone what noise you, does it before make? before you press doesn't. the buttons does it have a noise it doesn't no. make a noise anyway, there's no dial moving tone. on moving on we answered your question kevin thanks kevin <laughs> yeah Continue to send uh, would you rather questions or yes. back to the future questions or architecture questions or what any question, whatever question you want, any question, we're, we're fine with it. Sure. Well, Mike's fine with it. I'm, I'm okay with it. Craig's okay with it. And Michael has had about might enough have of a, it. Might have I a just, problem I at just, this point. I just think <laughs> that for the sake of Kevin's career here on the Nurburger podcast, <laughs> You know, Kevin would, has his would, own actual radio show, right? He, he would benefit from... <laughs> He's you know, doing from, better than we are. He'd benefit from go, going, he has off, megawatts. going off weekly TV for a while and repackaging and coming, you know, and you guys can air he needs some... A, he needs a revival. Can, you guys can air some return promos, you know, in the week leading up to the, the return of the Kevin questions. Not a know. full reboot, just a revival. Yeah. We're not doing promos, please. <laughs> we, we do fake outros that tell you what's coming up in the next episode that are only right about 0.2% of the time. Ugh. Michael, thank you for joining us I today. I need to go back and listen to each episode of mine. I need to listen to your fake outro and then come back with that stuff on my next episode. Sure. That's what I need to do. Guys, thanks for having me on the show. It's a blast doing this with you. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome, and thank you. We enjoy having you here. You never disappoint. I'm pretty sure I have a time or two, but... I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to fight him on that. No one's perfect. Thank you, you're, Craig. You're, you're definitely in the top fifty percent of uh, people who do pre-production as, hey. far, as far as guests. Well, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Hope the listeners possibly even it. higher than that. Mike, where can they find us? <laughs> you definitely do more pre-production than I do. Yeah. That's not true. I was pretty prepared today. They can find us at nerdburgershow.com at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us nerdburgershow at gmail.com or don't and. You can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about game stuff that's going on. You can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy Murders and Acquisitions, um, as well as the Die Laughing Preview Edition. Or you can just wait for October, because it's coming. Um, and you can go over to uh, the, uh, uh, backerkit.com or to the Capers Kickstarter page, and that'll get you a link over there. You can, go over, you can pre-order Capers if you haven't already gotten on board. Or invent time travel, build a time machine, go back a week, and get it at Gen Con. On the next episode of Nerd Burger, Mike and Craig provide instructions on the proper order in which to consume the Nerd Burger so you don't bust a gut. <laughs> like that other burger. Nice. Uh, start with the early episodes. They're not as funny, and you won't really hurt yourself too much laughing. Um, then listen oh, to it's the, a different kind of gut busting. Then listen to the middle episodes. Where they get a little, they get a little funnier, and a little tighter, and a little bit uh, well, more well done. And then you listen to the later episodes where you're going to be laughing your ass off through the whole episode. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the later episodes after we've given up. Well, that that's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like a lot of the equipment here is held together by toothpicks. So the, that's uh, a really, really strong metaphor. Is that where you got that from? What? 
That toothpick that you walked in here with in your mouth. No, was... this, this came from Waffle House. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's Saturday, Saturday. Mike. <laughs> that was phase. Hey-o. That was, <laughs> was phase two. Phases one, two, and three were just described. Phase four, limping to the finish line. Oh, that's the one. That's the that's, one I'm thinking that's of. The, that's, that's the one that's still coming. Yeah, that's because uh, that's the one I'm preparing for right yes, now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, I 